Hello and welcome to Mosh Pet. I'm Ellie Kumar and today I'm with a representative from Northeast Metalers Usurper who are joining me in the studio to share their stories. So first of all, can you introduce yourself? Yes, absolutely. Um, Paul Atkinson, um, lead singer of the band Usurper. Um, so what is Usurper? Probably a good question. So it's a, um, a British, European, power metal, pomp rock, however you want to call it, band really. And it's, uh, it's old school, it's proper singing, or what I would determine to be proper singing, probably catch some flack for that later, and uh, classic, two guitars, one bass, one drums, yeah. Fantastic. And how did you guys get together? How did you get started? So, um, like all things these days, um, via the internet, um, you know, I like these bands, who else likes these bands, let's jam together, let's see what comes out really. And that was, oh goodness me, that was about uh, seven years ago now. So you mentioned that you kind of got together because of, of bands that you found in common. I mean, who are some of your, your influences? Um, well, I'll have to name some other people's influences before I say my own or I'll be in trouble. So. Um, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, there's no real surprises there probably. Um, some of the European bands like Avantasia, Halloween, um, to a lesser extent some of sort of classic rock kind of bits and pieces like Status Quo, Aerosmith, etc. Um, all sorts really and we try not to sort of be too elitist or try and be in too much of a sort of a groove um, ourselves and we just, we just play what we enjoy really. What's it like for a metal or an alt band to be getting getting started and, and getting active in the northeast. Like, what's the scene like here for you? I think the key with um, probably anything really to do with expression and creativity is um, doing what comes naturally, not trying to be um, someone else, trying to be, emulate anyone, you know, watching people on DVDs and singing like them and playing like them. Um, you need to be who you, who you are and um, with that sort of, that generous sort of authentic self comes sort of proper music and proper artistry and I think people appreciate that I think um, you know you can see sort of people you watch the band and you go oh goodness me this is uh, I, won't, I won't drop any names but uh, certain bands are just copycats of others and um, but hey that's fine that's not a problem too there's a room for everyone so what it should be and maybe what it is is two different things it's nice to think it's be an inclusive sort of environment for everyone where everyone's welcome um, regardless of ability regardless of sort of influences, um, backgrounds, gender, etc. Is it that? Um, no. Is it on the way there? Yeah. In the last sort of 10 years since I've been gigging in the Northeast, um, there's been a lot more sort of female fronted acts come forward and a lot more sort of less metalcore, more sort of classic, more sort of avant-garde bits and pieces floating around. And um, it's really nice to see, obviously. Um, and, you know, anything that is as far away from sort of elitism as you can get uh, is good in my book. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, in the last few years or since you started, what what else could happen or what else would you like to sort of see happen? Oh, what else would I like to see? More gigs for original artists is what I'd like to see. Um, I think there's a bit of a running joke that we pray trillions every two or three months um, and very, very little uh, else. And um, that's a shame, obviously. Um, I think when you're an original band, you know, it's nice to get that, that offer and that recognition maybe join up with some other bands and do you know mini tours of little venues around the UK. Um, it's nice, but then also you've got to think if you're just constantly tagging other bands and sort of trying to create your own little scene, well, maybe it shouldn't be so much about the scene and more just about the band, about the music, really. Didn't really answer your question there, but that's sort of my two cents. <laughs> no, definitely. And I mean, yeah, I guess that's probably one of the challenges of being in, in a place that seems quite, I mean... 
the northeast is a long way from places like London where a lot of the music industry is. It certainly is. Um, gigs are few and far between, but gig venues are even fewer and far between um, to ruin that metaphor. So basically you're talking about sort of Newcastle, Gateshead, and then north of Newcastle where you've got to go almost all the way up towards Edinburgh before you get into places that are willing to put sort of original acts on on, on Friday or a Saturday night. Um, through the week isn't so much of a problem but we always say that you'll, you'll play to one man and his dog and after the first song the dog will walk out. Yeah, it's uh, few and far between but like you say when you get the opportunities you have to take them with both hands. But then I suppose, I mean are there upsides to it being a small scene? Yes, I think everyone knows each other and I don't think that can be a bad thing. I think when everyone knows each other, there's a certain element of, I mean, it's human nature, right? Yeah, this guy's better than that guy, and that guy's better than her, and all that sort of stuff. But when you feel like you're part of a community, um, that can't be a bad thing. Whether I see that as being just alternative versus playing in bands, I'd probably say, yeah, as an alternative, as an alternative community, is there a band community? Probably less so. Um, but then again, you put what you want to get out of it. And one of the things in Usurper is we've always, we've always played for ourselves and we never sort of tried to play to a scene or to a particular sort of audience. We've just played what we want to play. And if people, people enjoy it and you put on a good show, then uh, that's sort of a bonus in a way. So what are you working on at the moment? What's happening with you at the moment? All oh, right, so um, we've just been um, reviewed in Rock Hard, uh, Germany. Um, so 8.5 stars out of 10. Thank you very much if you're listening. Which is a bit of a surprise because the album came out in 2021. Um, it's recently been issued um, on vinyl, um, red and black. Um, and we've also had CDs printed last year. And that was through Alone Records in Greece, um, who were very nice. They reached out to us, and heard the music, and they said, hey, do you want to work on something together? no money changes hands we'll just sell a particular amount of your cds and you can have the rest for free and we said uh yes please as you might imagine and um yeah what we've got coming up we've got a new ep in the works uh it's five track ep um no covers thankfully um and uh, it's going to be called hand of the usurper so we should see the sort of the light of day in uh, probably towards the end of august you've got sort of gigs coming up what kind of things are you working on so at the moment um to steer the conversation a little bit of a segue so i've got a iron maiden tribute band called tyne maiden uh, we've got gigs um, august september october uh, and also in december christmas rocks um, with usurper um, there are no gigs scheduled at the moment we sort of i mean we've all got full-time jobs we've got to sign put some time into the recording and and recording is also a part of what we enjoy we're not sort of producing stuff so that we can go out and tour it and play it relentlessly um, it's that creativity side and uh, as long as everyone's happy and everyone's uh, pulling their weight, it's uh, always good fun, yeah. Now, to, to slightly move the conversation um, to one side, so we met at a Eurovision event, and, I mean, you, would you say you're a fan of Eurovision? This is the part where I lose, I said it before the interview, where I lose all of my street cred, um, I would say, with the metal community. I don't think I had any, maybe with my friends and family. Uh, might be more at so uh, so yeah um, I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of Eurovision I'll be honest with you not the acts you think the acts that don't make it the acts who maybe you know get to their country's final and things like that um, some proper obscure ones um, but yeah yeah and hey no elitism here you like what you like and uh, you should make no apologies for that well exactly and I mean you may remember that Cy and I did a whole episode of this podcast about Eurovision because I am a huge fan of Eurovision 
Um, so the episode that we did a few months ago was which bands, which metal or rock bands we think would make really good Eurovision entries. So what would you say? Who would you put forward for any country? Oh, goodness me. Um, some of my favourite bands have already been Eurovision entries. Um, so Jorn Lando was in 2021 uh, for Norway um, and he didn't quite get through. He got to the final. Um, and then we had uh, Tobias Summit Sabantasia in uh, 2016 in Germany. Who do I think from, well, you've got, you've got to have a good sort of presence and you've got to have a good image, haven't you? Maybe someone, uh, not necessarily my cup of tea, maybe someone like Ghost, yeah, to sort of cut through, cut through the noise, haven't you? You've got to have a good sort of a statement about you. I think they would put on a really good stage show as well, which is a big part of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well they can, they'll be added on to our list. Um, going back to your band and uh, less of the Eurovision, but what would people, what would you hope that people kind of take away from seeing your show for someone who's who's never seen you before? Oh, um, well, I think Lemmy said. Uh, I should start with a quote from Lemmy, shouldn't I? A quote from Lemmy was something: "You don't want to see the boy next door. You want to see the being from another planet when you go to a gig." And um, we don't try and act up, but we, we do try and be our most authentic selves. So I hope that people would watch and they would take away that these guys are doing what they love. Um, they're having a good time. It might be a bit tongue in cheek and sort of where, where it is tongue in cheek, they're, they're in on the joke, I suppose, is uh, what I try and put across. Um, yeah, put across most. And, you know, have a good time. Normally, I'll be honest with you, normally we play a gig, uh, divides the crowd. Half of them sort of go, oh, I think I might go out for a... Uh, half hour smoking break and the other half to take a step sort of forward towards the stage and um, there's nothing wrong with that it's uh, you know it's each to their own and um, that can't be a bad thing either where can people find your music where can people listen so we're available on spotify youtube Bandcamp. we have cds and vinyl things like that um, but youtube probably the best bet we've got the whole album on there and um, when a new ep drops um, that'll be on there too um, obviously through facebook to get the latest news uh, or what news there is um, yeah give us a like give us a follow and um, say hi if you see us around yeah fantastic and so I mean this is a question that we ask everyone or we try and ask everyone who comes on the podcast but what would you say is the best live gig that you've been in the crowd for uh, it doesn't have to be in the northeast anywhere anytime any place let me have a think I don't want to go too uh, too generic uh, but uh, Aerosmith at 2010 download was, was very very good Aventasia in uh, 2011 at Wacken was very good. Recently, I saw a band called Nana War of Steel. Uh, we played Newcastle. They were very, very good as well. Um, sort of a parody act, little stage over at Think Tank. Yeah, they were probably uh, in the in the top five. Those three certainly. Yeah. And what is it about those shows that kind of makes you feel like you're going to remember them forever? So they, they run it a bit like a show. Every song has something different about it that they're doing on stage or that there's a performance element, whether it be the lighting, sort of props, sort of um, the theatrics of the thing. And I think you need that with every song, especially when you're playing for upwards of two hours. Um, you need to have that sort of thing that sticks in your mind. And when you string enough of them together, that's a show, yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me. And don't forget, you can find out more from Usurper and Time Maiden, as well as all their upcoming shows over on Facebook. You've been listening to Mosh Pet. Catch you next time. Mosh Pet.